Hi, everyone. Welcome again to the Painters Podcast. Uh, I've got Matt here with me. He's just had a, a bit of a fun day playing yeah. with some some um, potential apprentices and teaching them how to yeah. how to paint and how to I don't know. You explain what you've done today. You know, it's, well, it was uh, it was actually fun. Was, good, yeah. So we had uh, uh, five five people today, yep. and what was really great was we had uh, three uh, young women. Which is great, and yep. uh, I'm. You know, I just think, as a trainer, I'm always excited that we've got that g- genuine diversity in our industry, and we've spoken about that a lot. So that was that was yep. great. So, yeah, brilliant. Uh, uh, yeah, the, everybody's very eager to get into the, the building industry, um, and hopefully, they'll choose painting because yep. that's what we want. So exactly, yeah. But that, look, they put a great effort forward, had fun. I had fun. Um, so it was just, yeah, it was a great experience. Yeah, so, I missed it. You know, I was down doing a uh, careers expo. So um, trying to get more kids into the industry. Absolutely. You know, Isn't there another one, one coming schools. up soon? Or? We've got the careers expo in Brisbane actually coming up next week or Friday week, okay. Friday, Saturday week. Um, so if you're in Brisbane and you want to go and have a look at that, it's a really big event. You'll be able to find myself there. I think Matt, you, I think you're going to pop too. in. He's saying yeah. he's going to come and say g'day as well. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, you'll find us where working on, well, the kids get to make a, a picture frame and then they can come to us and stain it. That's so, good. you know, just gives them a bit of something to go home so with. So that's a collaboration, that one, in terms of um, the, the picture frame? like in terms Yeah, the of- picture frame. So what happens there, that's that's involving, uh, my understanding's TAFE, CSQ. Oh, right. Um, right. World Skills are there, NARWIC. There's a whole, whole range of awesome. different organisations there. And for the last couple of years, we've just helped them out with the painting side of it. So, um, so the cabinet makers make the make the um, or the they frame. make the picture frames, yeah, or yeah. the the actual kids that are there, or the people that are there make yep. the picture frames. Then they bring them to us. That's and awesome. They get to stain them, so it just gives them a little bit of something to go away with, which we've found to be very successful. Last year, we ended up putting a couple of people into apprenticeships. So well, that's good. That's what it's all about. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, and they're still in today, which is even better. Good. So, yeah. So, look, I obviously, you know, today we were sort of just having a look at a few different things and and I want to actually have a little bit of a rant and rave mm. about our industry. Oh, good. Oh, good. I know. Do I, know. I, do I need to ring the bell? Matt, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Yeah, pretty Ooh. much, pretty much, Matt. Oh, so, look, I've been finding, I, I obviously, I talk to a lot of painters. Yeah. I hear from a lot of painters that... Mm. They're, they're complaining that the quality of the people that they're trying to employ is lower than the standards that it should be. Right. Now, me personally, I feel that we've actually created that ourselves as an industry. The industry you're talking about? As an industry. Okay. So we've created that as an industry ourselves. So, I mean, yeah, you know, we've done a try a trade today. A couple of kids have, have tried it. I mean, are whether or not they're going to come into, into the painting industry. But... For so many years now, no employers have put on apprentices. That's correct. Absolutely. No one's upskilled themselves or others in the industry or given them the opportunity to do that. There's been a lot of RPLs done. Right. That I personally don't believe should have been done. And that's that's my personal opinion on that. Um, People that aren't 
getting the training that's required. You know, we all hear in the RTO world about tick and flick and yeah. we all hear about that sort of stuff. I mean, I've had it, it happen myself as a trainer. I had an employer that had three apprentices, one of them, um, great kid. I mean, all three of them were, but one of them um, was a great kid. The boss wanted me to continue training him. He took the other two to another RTO and had other trainer train him, but there was no training. Right. It was what they call on-site training. Right. Turn up with the books, do the book work, sign off, then, boom, yeah. you've finished that that unit. Right. You know, and I was talking to an employer and that actually happened with EWP. Oh, fancy right. That. Yeah, fancy that. that. Right. I didn't know you could just write some stuff in a book and you suddenly you, you've wow. got your ticket. That's deadly. It's and it is, yeah, and this is the is. problem. This is the problem that that we've created within the industry. At the end of the day, we're not getting the quality of training that needs to be done. Yes. We're not seeing the end of the um, at the end of the scale of the apprentices being trained yep. that they're actually competent. Whereas, oh no, mate, I'll just leave it for a couple of years. He can just work with me as a brush hand, and then all of a sudden, oh, I'll get him RPL'd. Right. And that's what happens. Right. So there's 29 units in paint. Oh, absolutely. If you work only in new housing, you don't even I cover agree. 14 of that those is, 29. That's correct. Absolutely. You know, apply paint by spray. Mm. Okay, apply paint by spray. Oh, new housing, you have to. Who doesn't know how to do that? Mm. But when you break it down, the actual core components of HVLP, mm. they've never used an HVLP. They can spray out a house great. They're great on the airless. They're great on all that sort of thing. Fabulous. But they don't know how to use an HVLP, which is one of the core components Absolutely. of, you know, the unit for spray. For sure. Apply paint by brush and roller. Two-pack. No, it doesn't happen. No, it doesn't happen on a no, job site. Certainly not. Yeah, he can paint, he can cut and roll and do all mm. that sort of stuff. But once again, as a core component, is yeah. that you apply two-pack. Absolutely. So Wallpaper. Wallpaper. They don't do that in new housing. Definitely not. You know. It, it's so when you actually go through the 29 units, 14, I believe, at most would get through yeah. for an RPL. If you're working in repaint market, you're only talking another couple. Yeah. So I think 18 is probably, you know, 14 to 18 is, is probably it if you do right. do some certain, you know, a few little different things. But that still leaves us with 11 units mm. that nobody does. Yeah. Unless you come to training. And unless you can't do them on site. Where where is an employer going to open up for on-site training? And yeah, no worries, you can wallpaper the ceiling while you're here. <laughs> it's one it's wallpapering. As as part of the unit, you have to do three drops minimum of, of um three meters long. Curved walls. Curved walls, Absolutely. all of those sorts of yeah. things. Yeah, so you you look at what actually the training package makes up. So I believe that what we've done is we've actually created this problem Absolutely. for ourselves as an industry. I we were, didn't have the foresight um, as an industry in the past, yeah. and I think that's something that we need I to agree. start looking at today, yep. you know, because painting at the end of the day, we make everyone else's work look really oh, good. 100%. Or yes. we can make their work look really bad. And, you know, and obviously we want to be at that point where we're making everyone's work look really good. Yeah. So I think training at the end of the day is the number one imperative thing. Absolutely. And it's got to be done properly. Absolutely. There's no no ends, ifs or buts. Yeah. 
So that's my little bit of a rant yeah. about, you know, about what we've actually done to the industry ourselves because yep. we've created it. So, you know, I've put my hand up for that as well, mm. you know, um, over the last 15 years. Now it's a little bit different because I'm training apprentices. We help sure. them find jobs and, and so on and so forth. And then obviously you've come in, you know, you can get to, to see some of what we do, mm. you know, you're now involved in what we're doing. So Yeah, I, I think I agree with you totally. I think that... Um, that um, we spoke about this, I think, last time about the sustainability of our industry. Yep. And uh, I think that um, basically uh, the standards have to be forced on the industry. I'm, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. we, we, we just can't. I'm sorry, we can't self-regulate. No. And what I mean by that <clears throat> is... Um, I think to be a license holder, okay, is that there there should be mandatory um, professional development points that are needed, and I mean literally to do um, upgrades. Now, I'll give this is something you would know. Now, I I've been in the industry for well over thirty years. Yep. Now, when I did my apprenticeship, right, that there needed to be an upgrade. To, to the present sta uh, yep. standards of to the qualifications. Right, the qualifications. Yep. yep. So the, the the fact is that um, whether people like it or not, the fact is that where things are different to what they were 30 years ago or 20 years ago. 100%. So I, I think that for the sustainability of our industry is that there, there basically there should be um, basically professional development courses that, that and I don't just Agreed. mean sitting in a room and someone doing a PowerPoint presentation. No. Okay. And no, that's getting hands happens. dirty. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. It's getting hands dirty. And um the the I was just thinking when the it was the the gold card. I think I think it was gold. Yeah the card. old gold card yeah, used to be it was yeah, meant we used to, to be the gold card. It was meant to um weed out the the cowboys in the industry. Yeah the reality was that um oh and there was also there was um categories in your license yes so now it's an open category right okay yep. and so what happened is that um there was basically a, a grandfather clause yep so anybody that <laughs> is ridiculous anybody that was in the industry that even didn't do their apprenticeship still basically could get their could, license could get yep. their license that's exactly so what happened what so, and then there was some restriction. So, for instance, um, you weren't allowed to do, for instance, commercial work. Yeah. If, if you'd oh, never... you could be roof painter only. You That's could correct. Be, uh, yes. You could be repaint only. That's correct. You could be new housing new only. Domestic. You could be... So forth. There was all sorts of things like right. that. Yeah. So then that got changed mm -hmm. to, uh, because I had an open painting license, yep. okay? Same. And that was, yeah. So that meant that... Um, People like ourselves were able to do the full scope of work. That's great, and and, yep. and so forth. But it was never enforced. Then we went to to the licensing that we we have now, and um, well, the point is it 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 has not lifted the standard whatsoever, whatsoever no. in any way. So I'm saying that um, we need to have that training for people, yep. and um, also. I think this, and I always go on about this, but um, the 
financial literacy of people is just you, you, you see it where yep. people are, are are doing work basically sham contracting yep and get me started on that yeah and <laughs> their per hour rate it is impossible oh. to be to sustain an industry yep. so then they don't have the money to pay a, a qualified person yep so they're going to basically get someone that is not even a brush hand really because they don't want to pay them or can't pay them appropriately. Um, so it's feeding into this loop. So I think there has to be a circuit breaker. And um, I th- as you said, I think it's, it has to be that way. Otherwise, we, we're going to have a crisis in the, in the yep. industry for well, sure. Well, we already have got a crisis in the industry, I think, okay. um, because we know the amount of work that's out there. We haven't got enough painters to complete it. There's no way known. And they're talking about but, building another 100,000 homes in Australia. You know, and I'm talking nationally. I'm but talking why? In, yeah. you know, in the next 12 months. Every one of those, there's another 100,000 homes. But why are painters, why, and I know people that listen, mm-hmm. listen to this yep. podcast with us do not, I'm, I know they'll all agree to this. Yep. You and I know that, okay? So we know um, the stock that's coming, we haven't got enough painters to actually no. do that. We have not got the obviously the repaint market. So everything that's 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 new yep. in five, seven years time, ten years has to be has redone. To be has to be painted. Right. We haven't got enough for that. Now we yep. know all of that. We know actually um, what you know. Even through the QBCC, we know how many uh, businesses that that there is. Yep. Yet. Painters will, will agree 100%. There's people slashing their prices against each other. I know. So, but it's, but it's not just uh, no, but it, unfortunately it's become. Why is that happening for? Okay. The reason that that's happening is due to education or yeah. lack thereof. Yeah. Okay. If uh, a brush hand, for instance, or even, even an apprentice, I've seen it, where they've been working with an employer for a length of time, so it might have been they've, they've done their apprenticeship. Yeah, um, they've gone through that tick and flick style where the on-site that the trainer comes out just does the workbook and doesn't really conduct full training. Right. Okay. So the apprentice sees it that well, my boss is driving a brand new Hilux. He's getting thirty-two, thirty-three dollars a square meter or thirty-five. Yeah. 32. I reckon I can undercut him by a dollar, and I can buy my brand new Hilux right. because they haven't been educated that no. That isn't the way to do it. They haven't been educated that that guy's, yeah, he's driving a brand new Hilux. He, you know, he's struggling to pay his bills at the end of the day. That's he's correct. having to work seven days a week. He doesn't, the apprentice hasn't been trained or taught, or the brush hand hasn't been trained and taught to understand the business principles of running a business. That's correct. So I find that when I'm training, I spend probably as much time teaching those aspects of how to not just run a business, but even just a home budget. To get an understanding yeah. of how to run a home budget yes. with with the apprentices as much as I do teaching them how to hold a brush, mm. okay? Because I find that that if they probably one of the biggest ones that I find is and and I use as an analogy is that if you can't afford to put petrol in your car, how are you going to get to work to get paid? So if you're going to go and buy Smoko every day, you know at this thing I was at today, I asked the kids. This was at a school. Do you guys buy a tuck shop? Yeah. How much do you spend a day? 20 bucks. Mm. Okay. So you realize that you're spending $100 a week yeah. 
You know, I mean, I've watched apprentices here. I had one young kid. This was great. I had one young kid, and I do this regularly with the with the apprentices. He he was getting Uber Eats most days for really. For like, this is last year. As and in here, he was coming in training. He and actually getting... got Uber Eats to here oh, on the day at uh, training, but he gets Superstar. it to work. But he was getting it to work. Right. And he was wow. whinging and bitching, I haven't got any money and blah, 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 blah. You know, all the usual stuff. Yeah. So okay. I, I said to him, as I do with all of them, I wait till I go to get smoko and then come back and we sit down and have a chat when we get back into class. And um, and I'll ask, how much did that cost you? What, 20 bucks? And you turned wow. up with a V drink and you turned up with an iced coffee or a mother or a, any of those sorts of things. So you spent 25 bucks today. So you're wow. a first-year apprentice. My goodness. There's two hours a day you're working for free. No wonder you haven't got any money. When you break it back down to just to educate them on that little Great sort of point. thing, you're, you're only getting paid to work six hours a day, but you're there eight. So now this kid, he was averaging, we worked out about 250 bucks a week on Uber Eats and foods and because wow, he'd, really? he'd pick up That's two so... drinks on his way to work yeah, and all that. And he turned up to training uh, a month or six weeks ago. And he sat in the front of the class, proud of punch, waited till everyone got there, you know, and then, oh, Nigel, Nigel. Yeah, mate. And he said, um, I think you're going to be proud of me. I said, oh, great. You know, what have you done? I've saved $5,000 in the first four months of this year. By really? Not, by not buying Smokos. Really? That, that's five grand. Me. Wow. That's now incredible. He's, you're talking a 17-year-old kid. Now, if he can take those business principles. Yeah. And budgeting from blowing that money, yeah. he's saving. His goal is by 20 to be buying a house. So he's got another couple of years. Yeah, sure. So he hopes to have twenty, thirty thousand dollars in the bank saved yeah. on a first year apprentice wage. Wow. Okay, so we're not talking, but all of a sudden he's going to be educated and he's going to turn into a great business owner because Absolutely. but this is what I'm talking about education. Yeah, I agree with you. The smoker van pulls up through all the new sites. And they go out and they pay their 20 bucks for their feed. And whereas chuck a microwave in and use leftovers. Yeah. Cook extra, yeah. make extra spag bowl, make an extra curry, make a, whatever it might be and take some Chinese containers. Yeah. You know, that kid turned up with a Chinese container of spaghetti bolognese and sat there and ate his spaghetti right. bolognese. Right. He didn't go hungry. He thought it was great and he's banking money. Yeah. It's a, this is where it comes back to that education that we were talking about. Yeah. What's happened to our industry that we haven't been educated? And I take it right back to education as in schooling, right. that we were never taught at school how to do this. Oh, definitely not. No. You know, we've learned no. through running our businesses and things Absolutely. like that how to do this sort of stuff. So it's not necessarily the painter not being trained for business. Mm. At the same, it's the painter not being trained to do the work right. more efficiently. Right. You know, your average painter is going to put X amount of paint on a wall sure. in a day. Yes. The only time you make money is when they're putting paint on the wall. That's correct. Okay. You don't make money for quoting. You don't make money at smoker no. time. You don't make money at, you know, running to the paint shop three times because you forgot to go buy no more gaps <laughs> or they've kicked over a tin of paint or whatever. Or you know, that. oh, they forgot to let me know that, that they've run out of ceiling paint and you're on the ceilings the next day and you turn up to work. Oh, we've got no ceiling paint. So, Whoever has to run to the paint shop while they all sit around twiddling their thumbs waiting for the paint to come back. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Oh, absolutely. So this is where that all comes back to that education side. Yeah. I'll take a step back to what you were saying about QBCC licensing. QBCC licensing is Queensland only. Yeah. Nationally, when you when you look at it, you know, I had the old gold card and, yeah. and did all that sort of stuff. 
Okay. Um, but QBCC, so you go to New South Wales, the licensing regulations are different. Victoria, there's none. No, ACT, there's none. There's none. Right. Tasmania, there's none. Northern are they Territory, trying to bring none. in this a national framework? Or? They, they were talking about that for many, many years. Right. Um, but the problems are that the states don't want to lose the revenue to the federal government because it's taken over federally. There's, there's Look, it might get there now that we've pretty much got Labor in every... Yeah, that's true every state and federally. So they but, might, but you've got to have the right people in there to but actually wouldn't do the that. Problem, wouldn't the problem be like what I mentioned before is um, that let's just let's just say Victoria, which I, I don't think has a, a no, licence no of painting. painters. No. There is, okay, so there, there is works on that at the moment. Right. Um, I know that there's a dual licence system they've got there that you can have a painting licence and something else. All right. So a lot of guys that are doing plastering are getting a plastering and painting license or a carpentry and painting license oh. and, and setting up that sort of business. So what I'm saying is wouldn't wouldn't you have the same problem that, for instance, everybody in the painting industry, I'm just saying painting industry in Victoria, if they bring in a license, we've got the yep. same grandfather clause as well. That's so exactly you, it. You, you know, so it's a generational thing. So yeah. we need the next generation to come through and be trained correctly right. to take that to the next level where they are, you know, going to do it. But as so long as that the business owners out there are looking for cheap labour and brush hands and everything like that, and right. then they can get RPL'd, you know, and they're generally funded. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's departments out there or organisations out there that fund those yeah. that then make it a little bit difficult for, for, you know, and the RTOs out there that are just trying to make money from it. Yeah. You know, so it, it's it's a vicious circle. Do do you think like when you look at the um, the the uh, system of of billing, or to put it that way, mm-hmm. of a of let's just say an electrician, yep, or a plumber. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. where um, basically each aspect of their job is um, it's not like oh, well, while you're here. You can just yep. put the powerpoints in. Yeah, I'm just saying, as in with painters. Oh, well, while you're here, why don't you yep. just wash? You know, we can even say, oh, well, while I'm here, I'll I'll, I'll just paint that ceiling yep. to you know for goodwill to the customer. Yep. Do you think that we as painters have have to have the, the the difficult conversation that our model, which is free quotes, are uh, it used to be free colour consultancy. Yep. Um, it still is. I these, know others that do that yeah, still. Well, yep. you know, all of these yep. uh, sort of, even if people say, oh, well, it's factored into the price. Well, so mm. really, I, I don't, I think it should be paid for. All should be paid for. Do you think yep. we need to have a conversation about um, basically an overhaul of, of, our, of our mindset to our skills and what each bit is um you know, uh, should be incrementally charged rather than just the, as we spoke about before, about the old, you know, you said it was a $33 square square metre off the yep. floor or whatever I it know. was from the building. Well, the only, thing, the only thing that the floor relates to is the ceiling. That's, I, you know, I don't, I don't actually, do I don't even know how they came up with that. Does it's, anybody know how they come up with that? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I'd like to know. I really genuinely don't know. Oh, oh is it is. really? It's from there. It's from there. I reckon oh, that it was come from the other. Yeah, no, well, probably. Yeah. But yeah, basically. Right. Um, and unfortunately, painters are 
silly enough sometimes to right. work for those sorts of rates. Right. I think that we're finding, though, some of them are now starting to understand that they should oh, be getting sure. more. Yep. Um, I know in some areas that in regional areas that I talk to employers and they're getting 80 bucks a floor metre. You know, and then you come into this big smoke and they're getting less than 35. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, nice it, it's, yep. So it, it's relative, um, unfortunately, that the guys, because of the competition that we've got within the cities, makes it a lot more difficult. But is and that it's a, a fight to the bottom. It's not a fight to the yeah, top. Yeah, but as I said before, is that like, is it a phantom problem? And what I mean is if the reality is that there is not, enough capacity within our industry there to is. actually. There's more than enough capacity within our industry. Right. We can't, we're, we're in a, as painters, we're in a really, really good position. Right. Okay. In that the more stuff they build today, the more we work we've got in 10 years. That's true. Okay. Okay. So for every house that gets built right. in 10 years time, another painter needs to have painted. Absolutely. Sure. Okay. So. But then you why, think about why the current... are we racing to the bottom for? That's my point. Why, what is our mindset that we are literally, you get people, you see them and they're like, we will beat any written. I know. Like, and you're in why quote. are you doing that? I mean, because they happened? don't know, because they haven't been educated right. on how to quote. To okay. It comes right. back to educated about how to run a business, about, you know, when I sit down and, and do the financial figures with small businesses. Right. Okay. So with one to three man bands. Yep. Their general overhead costs average out of about $50 an hour. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's that's before they get out of bed. That's a 40-hour week. 100%. So their business is costing them approximately $2,000 a week. I agree. Before they market. Yeah. That's just their fixed costs. Yep. That's if they've only got a, a, you know, that's not having a, a six or $700 a month, you know, vehicle leasing contracts and all of that sort of stuff. I'm just talking nuts and bolts. You know, all your insurances, you not, all you, of your... You mean not having the a couple of F-250s in the drive over the jet? Oh, the RAM. The RAM, know, the RAM. The, the $1,000 a month RAM. Um, oh, sorry, yeah, $1,000 a week. $1, a week <laughs> is probably oh, closer to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Depends on the balloon you've got with your leasing. Well, that's... But, that's you know, true. those sorts of things just make life so difficult that people don't realise. You know, break it back to that lunch story. Yeah. You know, that RAM, if you're spending... A thousand bucks a week. Mm. How many hours do you have to work? Oh. That's twenty five dollars an hour. Literally twenty five dollars of every hour that you're slapping paint on a wall goes to that one bill. I oh, know. That's not that's, rent. That's not food. That's, that's not, not anything else. That's just that one bill. Yeah. You know. Then you've got rego. You've got fuel. You've got all the other school fees. School, school fees. fees. If you yeah, if you've got kids in school, private yeah, schools and yeah. and even if you haven't in private schools, they still cost you sports. Of course. Yeah. Everything. So you, it, it's, so I think what the problem is is that it's painters don't realise how much they things cost, mm. as in and how to equate it back to a or an hourly rate, right? Okay, because if you can equate anything you do back to an hourly rate, right? Like I said, you've got you know fifty dollars as a base model for a mar and par business. Yeah, it's okay. So that's two grand a week, right? If you're charging $60 <laughs> an hour, which they do, I've, I've had this discussion, I can't tell you how many times, yeah. when you actually sit down, we're, I've done that it before. you're making $10, $10 an hour. Yes. Yes. I had an employer come to me once, going back probably three or four years ago. Right. He came to me, I'd been training his apprentices for many years, 
and um, good little business, had half a dozen staff. And he came to me, he rang me and said, mate, I'm having some problems. I can't work out why I'm not getting ahead. You know, I'm working six days a week. I'm, I'm, I've got the guys going and so on and so forth. I said, okay, let's go. Let's do it. So we sat down and we worked out his costings and how he was quoting and all of that and then went through all of his fixed costs. So we sat with him off probably about two hours, broke everything down, mm. worked out he was making almost $2 per hour per wow, man. Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> $2 per hour per man. Now, by the time he paid their wages, their superannuation, their, yeah, I agree. all of their work cover, all of those other things, Absolutely. all those, uh, those additional costs, then add into his marketing and add into everything else, he was actually going to work every day mm. to pay their wage. Yeah. yeah. That was it. Yeah, actually, I, and yeah, I had a, fr- a friend of mine, I remember when, very good friend of mine, he, um, he was saying that he was take, you know, he had a number of guys, I think six guys mm-hmm. at the time, and he was not only, you know, burning the, the, the midnight oil, so to speak, but he was working jobs on the weekend mm-hmm. because he wasn't making money from the guys. And you're just yeah. thinking, how, how is this possible? But it is. Oh, it happens. Because, because he yeah. wasn't educated on no, his numbers. No. So all of a sudden we sat down. And we went through it. And I think he was charging from memory at about 65 bucks an hour was, was rough figures. So I said to him, okay, only way to fix it, bounce your rate up to 85. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. I won't get any work. I'll go broke. Mm. What do you do? You, so you, that stark, these are your choices. Really? It's the stark, stark reality. Yeah. The stark reality is you need to know your numbers. You need mm. to understand until you know that, until you know production rates, until you know the, all of those things, yeah. and that's what's lacking and that's mm. what's lacked for the last 20 years in our industry. Yeah. So, and it's still happening today because they're not educated. Until they become educated, it's, you know, mind-boggling, mm. you know, until they actually sit down and work out how many hours do I need to work just to break even. So I know if I'm charging, you know, so you've got, Maybe someone on 40 bucks an hour. So you've got a, a, a leading hand or something yeah. like that on $40 an hour. Yes. So you got him on 40 bucks an hour. Then add his, you know, what is it, 10.5% headed to 11% super. Super. So there's yeah. another $4.40. Yeah. It's about to be starting. Work cover. You've got work cover on that. You could be paying anything between 3 and 5% That's again correct. on top. Yes. Then you've got, um, have they got a vehicle allowance? Have they got any other petrol allowances? All of those tolls? other things. What about tolls? tolls? I mean, Do they pay that or is that, yeah. their, you know? So you add all of those things in. So suddenly, in a painter's, the average painter's mind, they cost me 40 bucks an hour. Mm. No, mate. They're actually costing you. $60 an 50. hour. Oh, yeah. Say 50. Yep. You know, by the time you add in your. Yeah, you know, for sure. Oh, yeah. Add that in. Yep. Another 10 bucks an hour on Absolutely. average. So, but hang on, that's just him. What about your business costs? Mm. We haven't even taken those into account. Now, if you're working, if you've got a business that you've got five or six people, your marketing and all of those sorts of things are actually going to come up to $60, $70 an hour. Right. Now, if you're spreading that across six people, that's $10 a head. So, mm. you know, if you've got $60 an hour, six people, it's $10 per person. But if you've got that person at 50, then you add your $10 of business cost. There's 60 mm. and you're charging out at 65 an hour. You're, you're making, making $5 an hour. I know. And that one, he accidentally dropped a tin of paint 
on the carpet. On the carpet. On the white carpet with the red paint and the enamel. Exactly. In the old days, it the used old, to be. Oh, it used to. Yes. Okay, so that's how quick you can lose any profit from a single day. Absolutely. So that's where we take it back and go and talk about that, that it all comes down to education right from the beginning of their apprenticeship. Because I think this generation coming through, and I talk to, a, a, well, I've got about a dozen apprentices that I've trained that are now running their own businesses, yeah. and I'm now training their apprentices, and I've helped them in their business and setting them up and making sure they now know, they understand their costs because I've gone right back to how much did that hamburger cost you? And that's the start. First question. Mm. How much did that hamburger cost you for lunch today? Yeah. You realise you're working now for free because of it. Yeah. That's all it takes. Do you think that, um, and also we've got, we talk about um, inflation, yep. right? And we won't certainly talk about any particular brand of payments, yep. but you'll get the email or the, you know, letter. To say your paint's thing. going up. Yeah. Yep. 7%, 4%, okay. 10 So the point is, but this is it, this again. is happening incrementally. Yes. So for instance, you're you are um you've got people, for instance, who will say, Oh, we're booked out for 18 months. Yep. I don't know. I'm using that as an yeah. example. Okay. We're, I we're get six out. months regularly. Yeah. Okay. Booked out for six months. Yeah. More. Okay. More. Yeah. More. More. Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, but I'm just yeah. in that in that time. It's possible that there has been two or three pay price increases. Pay, that's correct. That's plus right. all the other users. Plus, well, this is what's happened to. But on. this is what's happened to all the builders, and that's why all the builders are going bust. Right. Because yeah. they've done contracts as fixed price contracts, yeah. and everything has yeah. gone up incrementally, and mm. in some cases, 20, 30, 40 percent. Right. For their materials. Yep. But painting materials. This is what the 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 weird thing that most painters don't think this way. Okay. When you work out your price. Mm. Okay. Who's paying for the paint? You or the client? Well, the client is. There you go. Most painters, painters don't think that way. No. Most painters think that they're paying for the paint. No, you're not paying for the paint. The client's got to pay for the paint. I have to. Now, if when I teach quoting, okay, you work out your hours, your rates, your costs. I then say, add 20% for paint because that's going to allow you your margins. Mm. then add 20% for your profit. Mm. What you'll find is that your paint's generally going to be somewhere between that 15 and 18%. Mm. So you've got a little bit of fat there if you get an increase. Yep. But then if you're throwing that 20% profit on the end of everything, you're throwing another 20% on top of your paint costs, you're throwing 20% on top of your labour. So you've got that margin of fat mm. there that if paint prices do go up between your quote and when you're actually applying, it's not going to impact on you heavily. Mm. So that's where it comes back to the education of how to actually work out a quote. And if if you're working for a builder, you're not self-employed. You're a subby. If you're, you're not running a business, no. they're running you. That's correct. Yeah. So you're being dictated to, you're being told, unless you're actually quoting the work yourself, it's not, you're, if you're given a purchase order, you're not running a business. If you only live on purchase orders, you're not. It's no difference to, to going to Woolies and buying your no, food there. No, you should, no, that's right. They're giving a fixed on, price. You should just be on wages and be done with it rather than running their own business. That's exactly. But do you, yeah. th I mean, I, not that I believe this, but I've, I've heard many painters say, um, many we're painters. Just time. Uh, well, we're just going to have to finish. I was going to say, um, 
what, what I was going to say is I've heard many painters say, and I've said exactly the same thing. Oh, but Matt, that whatever the, the you know, the, the profit margin that we've got, that's the bit that I, I miss out on the job. How do we, do you know what I'm but saying? It's not, like, it's, but that's it's, the mentality. I'm okay, going to be so $2,000 too yep, much. And then I go back. Yeah, perfect. I go back to them and say, okay, what percentage of quotes are you currently winning? Mm. Oh, I win everything I quote. <laughs> Straight away, you're too cheap. Right, that's a good point, isn't it? Straight away. You don't need to win more than 30% of your quotes. Three in ten. No, if sure. you you're were starting winning, to talk crazy. I'm totally thirty percent. So you do ten and, and you, you win three. three. You want oh, to win three out of ten because if like you're that. winning three out of ten, you're getting the value of what the job's worth, and yeah. you're being paid properly for the job. You're not ripping off the client by charging them extra. You're doing a quality job for a quality price. Right. Okay. If you want someone that's going to undercut, if you want someone that's going to be cheap, you can't have cheap and good. No, cheap, good, and time. It's that old, exactly. that old, Absolutely. that old no, no. saying. You can only have two out of the three. Okay. So if you want cheap, you're not going to get quality. No. Okay. If you want quality, it's going to take longer. Mm. So it's going to cost more. So you have to you break that down. So don't be racing to the bottom that you're going to be the cheapest. Be the opposite. Be the one at the top. So if you're if you're charging at hundred dollars an hour. Yeah. Okay. And you comparing yourself to some goose that's charging them 50 bucks an hour, you only have to do half the amount of work. Yeah. So he has to work 52 weeks of the year to turn over the same volume. You only got to work 26, so you get six months holiday. But if you work that other three months, mm. you can have three months holidays and you're still making more than the bloke that's making. And, and, and the, there's enough work out there for everyone and the, to do that. I was going to say, um, it's we, we at the collective we can't say that people aren't going to pay it because they're paying it for tilers, they're paying it for plumbers, they're paying it for for everybody else, concreters or whatever it happens to be. Yep. Why do we, and it has been, this is just, I don't know how you feel about this, yep. but I think that the, the, um, the only trade in which, I mean, we're not saying the rises that every other trade's got. And I've spoken about plasters. Well, see, well. I'll disagree with that. Okay. Because right. you think we've gone up. Hundred percent. Really? If if you choose to, if you choose to, no. Well, this is what it comes down to, Matt. Like I said to you, I know guys in regional areas that are getting eighty plus per square meter floor area. I know guys in Brisbane that are getting thirty a square meter that's floor correct, area. That's correct, but that's what they got so, ten years ago. I was getting thirty five in two thousand. Okay. I was only working high end homes, proper three coat systems, doing the jobs properly. The client, they never had to they never had to ask me to come back and do a touch-up because we charged for that. Yeah. The guys, we didn't, it was very rare we had to do a variation. But I locked in those prices with the employers, with the, 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 yeah, builders. the builders. So the builders would send me a set of plans, they'd send me the scope, they'd have all of the, the, the breakdown, and they'd actually have the price for me, and then I'd just check, does that match? Because we were charging per door, not per floor meter. So, but when we broke it back to a floor meter, it came out at about 35. So we worked out our rates that way. Most of the homes we're working on were 400 plus square metres. Oh, really? Okay. So I wouldn't touch, they, right. they were million dollar homes, you know, right. overlooking Morton Bay oh, and all yes, of the, okay. the really high end yeah, stuff, yeah. you know, was what we were doing. So, um, and they were happy to pay for it. You know, they got someone, one of them, I only worked for two builders, one of them then turned around and said, oh, I've got this cheaper quote, blah, blah, blah. I said, that's fine. Can I please come and have a look at the quality of work that you're happy to accept for a $5,000 less job. 
Right. And he said, yep, no worries. And he rang me and he rang and said, oh, can you come over and have a look at this job for me, please? <laughs> yeah, no worries. All their floors were concrete. Yeah. So polished concrete floors. Yes. They didn't cheat them. They didn't? Yeah. Just let loose with a spray gun. <laughs> Two coats of lotion on everything. Is that right? On How a million dollars. How did that look? Not pretty. And then he said to me, so how much will it cost to fix? And I said, well, I gave you my price at the beginning. And then. And, and uh, then, and we've got to organise to clean the, floors. clean the floors and do all that on top. Yeah. Funny, I never heard from him again. Is that right? Yeah. So it wasn't long after that I had my accident and oh, everything changed anyway. But but that's where it comes down to, that the, the price is there. I know guys in Brisbane that are getting 40, 45 a metre floor area because mm. they won't work for any less. Yeah. They're, they're, and the high quality, they don't even look beyond it. Yeah. You know, they don't even think twice about it, the, the builders, because they know they've built the relationship yeah. with the painter and they know that they're not going to have any problems. The problems are the... the your, your houses that were the volume builders, yeah. the real volume builders, yep, they're not allowing the money for the jobs. No. So if you're silly enough to work in that arena, it's no one's fault but your own. If you're going to work for peanuts, that's your choice because there is plenty of opportunity out there to be working for top dollar, you know. And you talk to, I, I talk to painters, oh, I'd never do repaint. It's too difficult dealing with the customer. It's easier just to get a purchase order and just go and do the job. Don't have to worry about dealing with anyone or having to have headaches or any of that sort of stuff. And then they'll bitch to me about the price that yeah, the builder's that's, giving that's, them. That's the well, problem. Hang on, yeah. you've got a way up. You way up. You can have you, you can have your cake and eat it too. You yeah. Work on the volume. Have a, a separate. Have some volume. Have some repaint. Yeah. You know, and and work that out until you get comfortable in the repaint market area because the repaint market area can guarantee you is almost double mm. your make, double in the repaint market than you will in new housing do you think every that, day of the week. Do you think that if um, smaller paint, you know, painting businesses, if, yep. if they don't make, if we don't make the, the adjustment, do you, do you basically think that um, it will be untenable for them in the future, like will only be big companies no. survive, or do you think no. they'll just I think they'll always be small companies yeah. because okay. I mean some people just need enough to survive. Ah, you know, there's a difference between surviving right. and living. That's true. I never thought about that. You know, so yeah, there's they'll always but you'll always have your handymen. You'll always have don't those... put down the handymen. You see I'm what not... they're getting these days? That's well, this is there the whole thing. There you go, Nigel. Okay. So you go and You're do getting a trade. hundred odd dollars an hour, and you come in as a painter, and you're getting forty. Yes, <laughs> this is what we're talking They've about. Got smart. That's exactly it. You know, and the average price. Hire so a when boyfriend you, or whatever they're called. Yeah, you know, hire that's a the boyfriend. One. They come in one hundred and sixty dollars an hour. An hour. That's right. But the difference is okay. Right. So yeah, but there's a bit of a difference there. Is there what the is the average? It? Okay, they're not scared so to charge. They're not number one. <laughs> they're not scared to charge. Yeah, that's right. Number one, <laughs> most of their work would be a day, maybe two. But they're busy. I know. All the time. But so are painters. But they're charging four times as much. And that's because we're gooses. There you go. There you go. Because we can be charging that much and we should be charging that much. We should be charging as you doing a four-year apprenticeship, yep. exactly the same as any other trade. Mm. Okay. So why aren't you charging the same as any other trade? Whether it be a one-hour job or a, a, a three-month job, yeah. you know, there's no difference. You, you, you should be charging out at your rate. 
But you're going to have a one-man band who has lower overheads, doesn't market, doesn't, that just goes from job to job to job or one or two-man band. And I know some great guys that actually do that now. And they're getting their 70, 75 bucks an hour. They've got their QBCC license. They've got their insurance. They run around in their ute. They haven't got anything flash, but I can tell you right now, they have their holidays every year and they take a month of the snow or a month of the beach or whatever. They still do all of those sorts of things because that they can live within those means. Mm. When you're getting to today, you know, you would have been the same as myself. Yeah. When we bought our first homes, or I certainly when I did, yeah. it was 16, 17% interest. Wow. You know? oh, so it wasn't, it wasn't that high for Okay. Me, no. So now I'm sure I'm age again. Um so, you know, it was it was that sort of thing. So a 1% or 2% increase on that type of thing is only but 5% increase. Yep. Today, all these people that have gone out and bought these homes, and I was only, I had a $150,000 mortgage. So it wasn't like it was massive luxury. back That's then. Luxury. Back then. Um, whereas today you've got a $500,000 mm. mortgage and they're going from 3% to 5%. Mm. That is nearly 100% increase. Absolutely. So we had a, a you know a one or two percent increase for what wouldn't impact as heavily on us mm. because it was only a five percent increase, whereas these people are copying a 60, 70, 80 percent increase currently on their on their outgoings. So times have changed a lot that way. So people are finding that they're not able to afford the same things. If they don't put up the prices, they're going to be gone. So at the end of the day, yep, at the end of the day, um, it's all about putting up prices and educating yourself to understand yeah. how you run your business. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for your time, Matt. Thank it you, mate. It was great. Thank you, everyone. We're cutting it a bit short, guys, because Matt's got to run away and pick up the kids. Thank you. So everyone take care, and we shall talk to you soon. Bye for now.